That's the sound of Ellie opening the headphone case. Nothing erotic going on. Calm yourselves down. Well, oh, there's a there adapter. Adapter's fallen out. Again, nothing erotic. <laughs> That's what I call it. <laughs> My adapter. We don't do that sort of thing anymore. <laughs> it's been two years. We, we exactly we podcast instead. <laughs> Last week on the David Eagle podcast. How much do you want it up? <laughs> About there, I think. <laughs> but surely in Midsummer Murders, they don't have like foxes having sex and stuff, do they? <laughs> Hello, pretty boy. And then that's followed by two foxes shagging for the next ten minutes. Hey, 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 hey! James Puddlefat. <laughs> Elephant's penis. Bruno Aleph Wizard. <laughs> two hours and I finally just achieved in a pizza and you bloody buggered it up! This is the only podcast very unofficially and tangentially endorsed by Miles Job, Rufus Hound, and Hanford Parish Council Chair Brian Tolver. It's the David Eagle Podcast. Hello, pretty boy. Hello, Phil, and hello to the rest of you, listeners to the David Eagle podcast with me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. Coming up this week. What? Already, David? Coming up this week? You're not going to sort of just talk for two minutes and then tell people... <laughs> yeah, I probably am, actually. Now I've, started, no, you've done that. now I've done that, yeah. I've got... I'm ready. I'm raring to go, Ellie. I'm feeling in the mood. I've got my heated slippers. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Oh, very exciting news for you. You might be thinking we could make a feature out of it. Well, feet, indeed, is, is a brilliant pun, but maybe I should tell you the, what it is first before telling you it's a brilliant pun, because at the moment, it's not a brilliant pun, because you don't know what I'm talking about, but I have chillblains on my feet. Uh, my first chillblain experience, so we could monitor how they are in our feet feature. <laughs> okay, great. It's a brilliant pun, that, Natalie. Because of that, what you need to do is you need to um, keep, keep your feet, feet heated, keep your feet warm, John Henny. Ellie has hair-dried my slippers. She's given a blast with a hairdryer, so I've got heated slippers now. I do feel like I'm being a bit molly-coddled in, <laughs> in lockdown, because, you know, I haven't been out of the house sort of gigging or anything like that. We've been in the house all of the time. We have, like, a cooked breakfast every morning, and now I'm getting my slippers heated as well. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back out into the big wide world early. It's going to be quite a scary prospect, I think, especially when you consider the last experience that I had in the proper outside world when yes. I had to get like public transport and that kind of thing, which is the 31st of October, and it was a nightmare scenario. It was very fitting of the day, Halloween, because I had an absolute journey from hell. It was quite dramatic. And we're going to be reliving that journey on this week's podcast because I have some gigs coming up. They're online gigs. And the joys of doing online gigs is you don't actually have to leave your house, obviously. In fact, if you do leave your house, it'd be a bit stupid because the microphones and the cameras in the house. So it'll be quite an odd situation to be leaving the house. But uh, you don't leave the house, basically, is what I'm saying. You don't even, I mean, you technically don't even have to leave the bed. I did a gig for some blind people last week. <laughs> and, uh, and I was sort of thinking, oh, shall I even bother getting out of the bed? Do I even? need to put clothes on but I was already dressed at that point and out of the bed so I would have thought it would actually take more effort to get, <laughs> back in. to get into bed and take my clothes off that would be quite odd I start thinking this is so much easier than in the past when you'd have to do gigs and go outside and have train travel and all of that but we're going to be reliving that nightmare journey for you we've had harrowing journeys to and from stand-up gigs in the past but this one my goodness it is pretty harrowing my yeah. friends but we'll get to that in the fullness of time but it's not all harrowing dramas. Although, having said that, there is quite the drama in What's the Time, Mr. Eagle. Ooh, yeah. I say that, we've said that for the last three weeks, but it is particularly dramatic this time round. You'll find out, I can't reveal whether it's a nightmare drama or not, because that will be giving far too much away, but lots to look forward to with that. All features like cassette roulette and herbal tea of the week, and of course, last week's feature, which will become a mainstay, potato news. <laughs> uh, we'll talk. It's back. It's back, of course it's back. It couldn't just be a one episode. Last week was just the teaser. It was essentially just announcing that we'd had, we'd got given these potato growing kits. A lot can happen in a week. Mm. What has happened in the last week? We'll reveal all, all that and more on this week's David Eagle podcast. So last week there was a raging ornithological debate. Oh, Phil, yes. um, he of uh, Hello Pretty Boy fame. Hello Pretty Boy. Has a message to say that the sound that we heard on our midnight walk in May was thought to be a barn owl. Or at least that's what Amore told us. She's been catching up on earlier podcasts. And she said this noise... 
was the sound of a barn owl, a female barn owl indeed. Well, we were all happy to believe that. Why would we doubt one of our listeners? We know how discerning and intelligent they are. They listen to this podcast, for goodness sake. But then Phil got in touch with us and said, I'm not sure about this. From my research, female barn owls do not make that noise. So I think your listener Amore might be just doing a bit of guessing here. I was worried that uh, this might cause a bit of a listener-to-listener conflict. Amore has gone in contact. She's caught up already. So a couple of weeks ago, she was, she was at the podcast in May. Yeah. And now, two weeks later, she's caught up. She said she was actually incorrect herself. She meant a tawny owl, a female tawny owl. Well, let's hear. This is the sound of a tawny owl. So this is the sound of our tawny owl. And this is the sound of a tawny owl I found on YouTube. It's amazing. Everyone's on YouTube at the moment, aren't they? Everyone's doing YouTube. Even even tawny owls are YouTubers now. So I think that's right, isn't it? I think our uh, yeah. I think our tawny owl's gone through puberty. Bit of a lower voice. Where's this one? Maybe a prebubescent tawny owl. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of today, this podcast. There we go. Prebubescent tawny owl. One of John Peel's favourite bands. One John Peel. Prebubescent tawny owl right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said he said pawny owl. He didn't, he didn't really like the prebubescent pawny owls. No. Uh, you'd be quite surprised. You'd have thought maybe the prebubescent pawny owls would be some sort of like uh, sexually charged metal band, wouldn't you? But they were actually uh, a Norwegian folk band with harp, lute and... And, uh, and a Norwegian kazoo, which is a special <laughs> type of kazoo. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so she says that, but then she starts messaging me about other things as the podcast goes on. I would get a message every 30 seconds or so as she was listening about another comment regarding the podcast. Somehow I just managed to do that on dictation. <laughs> What? Oh God! You've just typed all of that. You've just di- <laughs> we've got the message open that Amore has sent, and, and you've just clicked dictate. Just, well, so I now all of it, you've not suddenly clicked sent of you. She's not suddenly going to get prepubescent no, pony <laughs> owl. <laughs> He's like, "What's that? My new nickname is it, it David?" Was, it was just. I'll my stick ch- with Amore, thank you. It was just my chunky thumb knocked it. All right, we're going to do something that comes out in dictation. You said, you said she said chunky thumb, sorry. You said, "My goodness, you've caught up," and she said, "You're compulsive listening." Ah, thank like, you. Well, Even this bit. <laughs> yeah, and then she said about reviewing you. Oh, yeah, she wants to review the podcast, but she can't review the podcast because she's got Google Podcasts and apparently it doesn't allow you to review on Google. It's an iTunes thing. And that Vincent Bethel, who we mentioned in the Glastonbury segment, I believe, we did, yeah. was a nudist protester. There you go. So you said, are you messaging as you're listening? And she said, yes, lol. Yeah, and then I was a bit worried because <laughs> a little bit later on, it was time for me to go to bed and I was a bit tired, so I just then wrote, enjoy the podcast. So I, thought, <laughs> I hope, Amora, that you didn't think that was just me trying to shut you up. So you were very welcome to have kept leaving messages, but then I was just worried that I wasn't going to reply to you, so I just said, enjoy the podcast. But it, <laughs> it did sort of now maybe feel like I was just shutting you down because you were messaging all about the different things in the podcast. It was still about <laughs> half an hour of the podcast to go. She it was thinking, See? I've got views on potatoes, David, and herbal tea, but no, I no, just no. went, enjoy the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Leave she, me in she peace. She did have some other information about Vincent Bethel as well, that he apparently Ooh. refused to wear clothes for his court appearance, and what? he spent his time in prison naked. Like, well, that is dedication to a cause, isn't it? That is crazy. I wonder how she knows so much about this. How does she know so much <laughs> about all these things? Tony Are we now just like directing the podcast at one point? Yeah. Amore, what do you know about stuff? Why yeah, how do you, do know, you it? know about this? We're just touching on things that you know about. Which is quite a coincidence because there's a owls, wide range of weird owls, things Owls, nudist protesters. What else? You don't happen to know Georgie O'Neill by any chance, do you? Because we have had a little try So Georgie O'Neill is the person who Ellie Stole was my. replaced by <laughs> in a Hollywood film starring Nicole Kidman and Matt Lucas. <laughs> Ellie was meant to have one line, but the potentially. It was a, but there was certainly. a change of heart from the director and gave it to another actress called Geordie O'Neill, yeah. um, who we think has not done anything else since that, or so she hasn't got anything else on IMDb. IMDb. Ellie has tried to track her down, but she's nowhere to be seen. And I did partly think we don't want to go too hard on trying to track Geordie O'Neill down because we don't know anything about her, and it could like the feature could take a really nasty turn if we suddenly discovered that like, she was involved in some terrible accident or something. Or like she'd that. gone into witness protection or something and, <laughs> and we've just blown it for her and put her in danger. 
<laughs> I think her being in a Hollywood film might have scuppered the witness protection a little bit, yeah, to be honest. Then, and being on IMDb. <laughs> well, you'd have thought the first thing she would have done was got rid of her IMDb profile. She wouldn't have gone, well, I better just ring all, around all the podcasts. Just to, I think the David Eagle podcast is starting back up. I think, you know, I don't, I'll make sure I don't get a mention on that. I wonder if We're talking got... about tawny owls at the moment, but you never know. They might start talking about me. I wonder if you've got an IMDb profile. Me? Yeah. For what? I'm doing because, the acting. No, but it's not just. I mean, I know also... this podcast is it's always it's scripted mm. and it is an act, uh, <laughs> the whole thing. And the more is just a character. <laughs> no, it can be for TV appearances and as so, yourself, and because you've been on things like Springwatch and maybe I maybe. don't think I've been on IMDb. I'm gonna have a you look. put one. Are you sure? Look. You can't just have David Eagle. Yeah, because yeah, you've got like people as themselves in documentaries. Well, and I stuff. was in a Children in Need little segment when I was about eight or something. I did oh. some. I was doing some canoeing or kind and they interviewed me. I Were can't you one of the saying. children in need? Yes, obviously, I'm blind, <laughs> aren't I? I, I wasn't... The... Oh, David, there's a what? David Eagle who is credited for visual effects. Oh, that's just <laughs> rubbing it in. There's another David Eagle credited for visual effects for some 41's video, Don't Try This at Home. Another David Eagle did well, that's visual... that's what many people say about our podcast, Don't Try This at Home. <laughs> another David Eagle did visual effects for the film Congo. Another David Eagle? Why? It's a there's bit... loads. All the David Eagles just specialise in visual effects. I know. Well, yeah. The irony. That's what I would have been doing if it wasn't for the blindness. <laughs> anyway. Maybe Amore can tell us more about those characters. <laughs> What's next, matey? What does that sound like, Ellie? Is it a typewriter? What? Oh, God, Do it again. Do it again. Think about our features. What's that sound Oh, of? is it the sound of a cassette recorder yes, clicking on? Yes, because it's time for cassette roulette. Oh. Of course, it's time for our new, uh, our time for our regular secretarial feature <laughs> on typing, of course. Put your hand in my big box, pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet. But then we press play, we'll hear what we get. It's time to play a game we call cassette roulette. Ellie has a big box. It's full. Hang on, hang on. What? You, we do this just, every... What? I know, but you've Every said, week we do yeah, this. Yeah, but normally it's... Ellie has my big box, not Ellie has a big box. Well, you do. OK, well, it's my big box. <laughs> Ellie has my big box. <laughs> I think people know what's going on by now. Ellie has a, a big box. It's my <laughs> big box. It's full of cassette tapes. And Ellie is going to choose one of those cassette tapes. Whatever is on the tape, we shall play. It could be from anywhere. I recorded loads of tapes when I was a child. Uh, stuff that involves me. Stuff that's from the radio. It could be all sorts of stuff, and we'll find out. Oh, I'm going with this one. This okay, one is so, another... Uh, for, for fact fans, obviously, last week was a TDK Ferenc tape or something. What have we gone for this time? Well, we've got another TDK. Okay. Um, Put that on your, your, in your listener. Logs. Dynamic cassette high, noise high output is a ninety minute, but okay. this one's got stickers on it. Okay. It's got a harp. It's got a coffee cup. It's got a Ferrari, a star, really? and a guitar. I wonder why. I don't know if it'll have anything connected to what's on it. Probably My not. Goodness. We'll find out. This is the sound of the cassette. But what does this particular tape have in store mm. for us? We'll find out. So what's going to happen is Ellie's going to leave the room, I'm going to give it a little bit of a listen, and then we'll explore this cassette together in Cassette Roulette! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> is that your impression of an owl? <laughs> Very good. I'm a male tawny owl now. Yeah, you Twitter. Twat. It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette! Okay, Ellie, so this is a number of different things on. There's going to be another okay. quiz that oh, I've uh, devised okay. for you. A couple of uh, quiz questions for you, see yeah. if you can work out what's going on on the tape. We'll come to that shortly. But also, there's a, f a couple of uh, songs, a couple of cover songs Ooh. that uh, me and my friend Matthew did. So I'm going to place this at about 1999, so probably about 14, 15. I'm going to play you uh, just a few seconds of it and see if you can work out what song okay. uh, Matthew and I are singing. It's me who's taking the lead part here. Obviously. What was that then? <laughs> Shall I do it again? I, 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 oh no, I've accidentally put one of our sex tips in. Uh, I was going to say. I do them on cassette so people can't find them. <laughs> is this just you and Matthew experimenting in a teenage? No, no, this is. Okay. We are singing. Okay. Was it a hit of the day or is it an older uh, song? Not really a hit of the day, this one, I don't think. Oh, 
I've got no that idea. Bit, the last is, bit's is got Matthew words. Is just like panting in the background? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a song. It sounds like a song to me. It'd be quite awkward if we... Uh, you Do know. you know what... Have you worked out what it yes, is? Yes, yes. Okay. okay, we'll continue. Okay. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. <laughs> what? Just two of us. Oh, oh, two of us. You and I. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So is that, is that Will Smith? Just the two? Well, that's not the original, is it? No, it but that original. might have been what was there at the might time. Have been. What's the original? Luther Vandross. Oh, I don't know. Who's done the Maury? We need a Maury in real time. <laughs> Grover Washington Jr. with Bill Withers. Ah, Bill Withers. Yeah. So I'm very much being Grover Washington Jr. here. <laughs> taken an original and put it over it like you did with the parrots because that would be pretty good to see how accurate it is yeah oh i haven't done that maybe, maybe we can do that week. a little bit later on we can uh, see how accurate that is as a recreation and the two different versions to work out if you are covering will smith or grover washington Jr. we change tack quite a lot in this next song ellie um yeah. we move from the world of singing to uh see if we can identify what this song is okay. you know the score i ran so good to deserve an encore or- you know that one no. Come on, you do. I don't know. You, you do. Know the score. Okay. A ram so good to deserve an encore. Hold the back, ride again. We'll make you laugh like when you was a little child again. Move that car roll. I got so much soul, I want to step into the party. I want to move somebody. I want to move somebody. We're the masters of the ceremony. What does it take to be a character MC? Okay, well, do you know the song? Uh, I know from that bit, but I can't yeah. remember what it's called. It's DJ just, Pied yeah, Piper. Yeah. It's, I've just said there, what does it take to be a garage MC? Can mm. you remember what it takes to be a garage MC, Ellie? Uh, is Apart it, from is to it be... a garage to remember no. some words? No. No. And what does microphone? it take to be a garage? It's personality and originality, Ellie. Oh, right. Personality, originality. On a microphone, you got to be a capital U and a K and O and get down. Represent West London town. Pied Piper's on the decks. I don't think that's what it is. I don't know actually know what the words are, but I'm just sort of improvising there. But yeah. I improvise with such confidence. I just go hot diggity diggity. I don't actually know what the real words are. Maybe we can have a look at the uh, original lyrics, Ellie. What uh, that bit is for this? I'm already. Uh, just imagine. Sick, I, I know what it is, David. It's not hot diggity diggity. Hey, and all get down. Represent West London town. Pipe pipers on the decks. Hot diggity 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 in his chest. Pipe pipers on the decks. Rock the discotheque. I'm back and it's set. I think it should be hot diggity diggity back in this chair. So what for the heads out there? Funny people, do you hear me square? If you like it, keep going there. If you don't, let's get the hell out of here. Bass is kicking, drums is drumming. What do you hear? I'm coming. DJ represent the West of London. DJ Piper, Melody, honey. We're loving it, loving it, loving it. Loving it like this. We're loving it, loving it, loving it. Like that, Jimmy Joe, Jimmy Joe, Jimmy Go Go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, Bo. Where's Matthew singing Jim? Well, I mean, to be honest, it makes just as much sense. <laughs> Matthew's singing Jimmy Joe, Jimmy Joe, Jimmy Joe go. Let's go. Fight for Peter Martin and roll. Get on up and do the limbo. Jimmy Joe, Jimmy Joe, Jimmy go go. Fight for the mother's crew. I'll spend the time to know the crew. I'll just down with the middle of the fun. I'll fight for the fight. We're going to make you fight with the fun. Oh, don't ever stop. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Oh, don't ever stop. Unfortunately, it says, it says don't ever stop, but unfortunately, the tape must go off at that point. So. What I like is that you're doing some wrong words, but you're both doing them at the same time. With such confidence, yeah. though. It's it says very it's a good well. metaphor for life, that, isn't it? If you're not yeah. sure, sometimes just make it up and you might become p- PM. <laughs> and it oh. is the song for our first dance at our wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not the actual original version. No, but it's going to be that it's version. It's going to be this version. We'll just, the, the lights all dim and everyone will be, what's it, what are they going to pick? And it's going to be, Hardcore, you know the score. A ram so good to deserve an encore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and okay. anyone who's seen the uh, David Eagle DJ mix knows the sort of dancing to expect. Exactly. If you want to hear more 
about DJ Pied Piper. I've done an entire podcast about DJ Pied Piper. I might have to get Ellie to do some more research. It was one of the Eagle is Stranded episodes, and I did a whole episode about DJ Pied Piper. I don't know if Garage is really much of a thing anymore. It certainly wasn't for a while, was it? It was big in, like, 1998 to 2002, something like that. But then it kind of fell out of favour, and I kind of imagined a scenario where a, a Garage MC, who was popular at the time now, is attended a job interview for a call centre <laughs> or an IT department or something. What podcast was that? I'm always shouting at that. Yeah, How can she, you not know? She, she would have only, she only listened to it in a couple of weeks ago, so she'd know. Plights of an erstwhile UK garage MC, the David Eagle podcast, day 37 of day the 37 Eagle is Day 37 of the Eagle is Stranded. There you go. So you can hear all about DJ Pie Piper. It comes back again. So the next one. Okay. Because there, I was, we were sort of putting on a little bit of an accent. We were kind of going for it. We were just saying words that we didn't quite understand or what the heck they were on about. Bearing in mind, we grew up in like Hartlepool and Middlesbrough and, you know, it was very white Caucasian. This world to us of like uh, the more sort of urban London kind of scene was just completely different. You just hear these songs. Now we obviously be like played on daytime radio one, late night radio one was another thing altogether. Obviously you had Tim Westwood, that's a, you know, with the rapture, with the, the bombs, the explosions, the, the horns, all this kind of thing. What I love about Tim Westwood is they would just talk absolute gibberish to my mind. They'd be like, oh yeah, open the door, close the window, put the dog out, uh, hang the clothes out to dry and then they would say you know what I'm saying and then the other guy would go yo 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 yeah 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 and you go I'm glad you know what he's saying because I haven't got a clue but they would just shout random things and all the time they would say say what say what and I'm thinking well <laughs> you can understand why you're saying that because I've got a bloody clue but you just want to get someone on the rap show who just says what the bloody hell are you it talking about it is a about? bit weird as well that the white middle class son of a bishop is doing all this and going <laughs> know what I'm saying I wonder if his dad's sermons were like that <laughs> but hang the clothes out to dry put the Cut out! <laughs> Let the chickens come to roost! You know what I'm saying? No, no, can we just get into the church hall and have the, uh, the coffee and cake now, please? <laughs> but then, after the Tim Westwood show, would be the reggae dance hall show. So then you're getting into sort of Jamaican electronic reggae music. And obviously, this is a completely different world. When you've grown up in Teesside, in the northeast of England, in a very white Caucasian kind of world, yeah. to suddenly hear these sounds and these voices and like saying things that I have no idea what the heck they're talking about so I'm going to play you a little clip now and this isn't to sort of take the piss out of any sort of culture or anything like that but just to kind of show how alien, how it, alien it is but how much I absolutely loved it even though I didn't have a clue what they were talking about the sounds that were coming out of the radio the sounds that were coming out of my headphones at midnight or one o'clock in the morning on a Saturday on Radio 1 was so different to anything that you would get you know in our little world see if you can understand it's seems to me as if to be on Late Night Radio 1 you just had to be as incongruous and incomprehensible as possible. You've got Tim Westwood doing his thing uh, and then you've got this. The show that you have been waiting for The show that you have been waiting for No mercy, no I mean, that's the first thing. Diggy, 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 ding is how that song starts. I wonder if it actually means anything. What <laughs> this thing? I don't know. Or if that's like a precursor to the Crazy Frog. And when did the <laughs> when did the Crazy Frog come out? Maybe that's the uh, reggae dancehall version of the Crazy Frog. When did the Crazy Frog oh, come out? I don't know. Our Google search is going to be really interesting. Amore <laughs> <laughs> again shouting at the podcast. How do you not know when the Crazy Frog came out? I bet Phil's there as well. Yeah, it's a sign of how few listeners we have when we just can name them. <laughs> Phil Amore, of course. 2003. Yeah, so we found the precursor to the Crazy Frog. I wonder if they've got the rights for this, if they acknowledge this particular song. I don't think we'll be able to identify... He was originally created to accompany a sound effect produced by Daniel Malmedal in 1997 while really? trying to oh. imitate the sound of a two-stroke engine. Oh, OK. Yeah. wonder if we turn the, what, the speaker on above your head, Ellie, yeah. we can get Shazam on and we can see if Shazam... Because he did a really good job before, didn't he, of detecting. Tell me when you're ready, Ellie. We'll see if Shazam can do this. OK, go. That's all we've got of that song. No result. No result. We didn't quite catch Try that. Try one more time. Okay, ready? Yeah. No, no result. No result. Okay, if anyone knows... Shazam. I'd be very impressed if Amore gets that one. But anyway, we can uh, we continue here. Okay. So see if you can understand what the bloody hell's been said here. <laughs> On Radio 1, I'm courtesy of the village. That's sure you. Think all the dirty money with them. 
I'm a set, it's a burn the day, but like a body jam. Yes. All the shepherds bush crew. It's a job bit. Mommy Janet Patrick. Make it up. It's my I just love that you've got this stuff I can't understand. And you've got Janet Patrick, big it up. <laughs> Janet and Patrick just don't sound like the right names for this show, do they? It's a job bit. Mommy Janet Patrick. Nigel. Make it up. It's my like big D or to the silk promotion. It's a foul. Big things last night, the place called Dreams. Shake down what it was. All courtesy. Big things. May I tell you the massive, that you wanna big. All courtesy to the vice one, Mr. Major Chris, to think God. Come on, play with it. I read the wild star, watch this. <laughs> there we go. I can't translate that, I'm afraid. <laughs> There's no Shazam for that. But it got me thinking that, because um, obviously he's saying ting there, meaning thing. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like a familiar thing, isn't it? In sort of that accent, I suppose, to say ting rather than thing. But it reminded me of uh, when there was a group of, I can't remember where it was, but we were in a pub and we were singing some songs. It might have been like one of the singing weekends or something. Yeah. Someone started singing Bob Marley, Three Little Birds. <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. But they were singing it as like, don't worry about a ting. Every little ting is going to be alright but they were singing it in this really middle class voice so they went with sort of a pseudo sort of Jamaican accent yeah. thing going on but it was more like don't worry and everyone was like singing along all these middle class people a lot of women okay. sort of singing about a ting every little ting is going to oh. be alright and I'm, obviously no one means any harm about it but I just thought is that kind of the right thing to do it's sort of like <laughs> oh well they sing ting we all sing ting and like put on this sort of slightly odd accent you know but then it came on Six Music a few mm. weeks ago and I realised Bob Marley doesn't even sing ting (laughs) so they're like just going oh it's Jamaican it's reggae oh well obviously we'll (laughs) sing ting but he doesn't even sing ting in the original doesn't even sing it. So these people are just going, it's Jamaican, we'll sing ting. <laughs> it's like when I was a teenager, I was in a choral and operatic society in Oxfordshire and uh, there was one... I've seen your show. IMDb profile. Yeah, I know. yeah. There was one show that was just loads of different soloists and there was this one woman who was in her 50s and very white and very <laughs> sort of upper middle class and she was singing Can't Help Loving That Man from Porgy and Bess by Gershwin. And she was like, can't help... Help loving that man of mine. <laughs> and every time. And I think oh, in the original it is meant to be it? dat, but it's meant to be sung by a black yeah. character. So I don't see why you can't just go, you know what, I'm not from that culture. Yeah. I'm going to go for that because that would be a bit more appropriate for me. Because it's not really authentic if you're if you're white <laughs> and you're posh. And, and you clearly, I mean, I was saying you clearly aren't doing the accent, but it'd be worse if maybe if she was doing the yeah. accent perhaps. <laughs> Luckily she didn't black up either. It's odd, isn't it? Because it's kind of harmless in some ways because no one means anything about it, but it just shows sort of little prejudices that exist. And I know some people will be like, oh, whatever, don't be stupid, you know. But it proves it because if you're changing the words to ting, well, it doesn't say that. You've put your own stereotype, your own prejudice that doesn't even exist. Mm. But our friend there, DJ Village, terrible name for a DJ, I think, (laughs) DJ Village. (laughs) It's like DJ Village and MC Cottage. (laughs) It's like really terrible name. But that was on uh, Radio 1's Reggae Dance All Night. So that was going on. I just mm-hmm. thought I'd flick over to one of the other channels. Meanwhile, on another radio station, yep. all I have of this is this. The trouble is, when I was recording these things and just flicking between the channels, it never crossed my mind that 20 years later or whatever, I'd be trying to work out what this stuff was. But there's this. It's like some sort of weird cabaret thing. Listen to this. You can't get more different to the Jamaican show. <laughs> First you say you do, and then you don't, and when you say you will, and then you won't. Unfortunately, that's when it clicks off. Oh, that feels like a thing we could Shazam. Well, maybe. No, we can't. Oh. How? Because it's someone singing. That's clearly just yeah, someone but in they the might studio. Recognise the tune. No, it doesn't. Right. Oh. How do I explain this, Ellie? Right. Obviously, Shazam works on the <laughs> monitoring the actual sound of the real song. It's just data. <laughs> It doesn't go, oh, that's an... Ap- <laughs> you can't do, like, approximations. You can't play, like, some random yeah, but it person. Might... It, don't, it won't. Okay. It doesn't recognise it as music. All it's seeing is data, raw okay. data. OK. OK. 
Yeah. I'm gonna work out what the song was. It's clearly like some like just keyboard backing track. Yeah. That's a clear bit keyboard backing track. It fades down, and then it's just this woman starts singing. It's like a cabaret thing. <laughs> First you say you do, and then you don't, and when you say you will, and then you won't. And then it goes. It's complete opposite. Ah. What is it? Somebody doing Undecided by Ella Fitzgerald. Right. But just some random woman. I don't know what that's on. But there we go. Okay, Ali, it's quiz time. Okay. Put down your Shazam. I've put it down. Because we can't we can't have Shazam for this. So what I love about the concept of radio, and especially the ones like now it's not the same with digital radio, listening to radio on the internet. Because the great thing with a dial is just the fact that you can just like sweep through and then one little touch of the dial will take you into a completely different world. And you think about I was recording this 22 years ago. I could have rolled the dial to the left rather than to the right and it would have picked something completely different up and preserved that for time. Or similarly, I could have left the dial a little bit longer but I chose instead to move on. And by moving on, I caught something that I wouldn't have caught if I'd have kept the dial on the other station. But by moving the dial, I've lost whatever was on that other station. I just love that fact that it's just it's complete luck as to what's picked. So, with that in mind, obviously, as you scroll through, you're going to get snatches of different songs. I want to see if you can identify the short snippets of songs Mm. that occur as I move through the radio thing. So I was maybe thinking of calling this the Genestation game as I'm moving through. But then I thought... Name that tune because I'm tuning. Obviously, yeah. if I name that tune, it works as a pun, but obviously, name that tune's a real game. So, what you'd have to do is call it like name that, and then tune would be in block capitals. Yeah. With maybe a little... Or you could do tune as in, like, oh, it's a tune. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't because it's tune as in tuning yes, the yes, dial. Yeah. Okay. So, I want you to identify the various songs. Okay. Let's see how we get on. Okay. 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 So what do you think you've got? Okay. Uh, what did you hear? There was a minute where you did an exclamation. Right. So the first one I think is Reach Out by the Four Tops. It is indeed. So we'll hear. You can hear it there. It is indeed that. It's that one. Okay. People are missing my wicked dance moves. Lovely visual effects. That's why yeah. That's why I decided to marry you, Ellie. <laughs> visual effects yeah. right up my street, yeah. I thought. Second one. Okay. And there's a clue. Right at the start, it's a bit truncated because I get the dial, but then I flick it slightly and it cuts yeah. the word off. Oh, you But that's the name of the song. Here we go. See if you can hear it. There. That was the word. That word it that it just said. No, no. Okay, one more time. I don't know, but I feel like I recognise it. Okay. No guesses? No. All right. It's this. Suddenly. Suddenly. Any ideas who it might be? No. Billy Ocean? Ah. That's the one. Put your clothes back on. That dancing's gone a bit too far here, really. I know we're about the visual effects. Oh, my goodness. Okay, this one, I did not know this one. No ideas of that one. Mm. Tal Barkman, She's So High. Oh! Do you know that song? Well, I know. It goes like this. But somehow I can't believe that anything should happen. I know where I belong and nothing's gonna happen, yeah. It 
Perhaps you know it. I don't know. Yeah, I recognise the song, but I don't. I don't think I've heard of. I feel like that was probably on a film soundtrack or something. That might be why I know. Maybe. I think I got the next one. Okay. But let's have a listen again. Yeah, is it waiting for tonight, Jennifer Lopez? It is indeed, Ali. Yeah, it's that one. Yes, yes, it's that one. I think I know the next one as well. Okay. I want to. Smooth operator. Is it Sade? Sade, yeah. Okay, part two of our quiz. Oh, there's more. There is the thing that I've captured from Radio 4. Okay. They're talking about something, but what are they talking about? So what I've done is I've reversed any time the person's name is being talked about. Listen to the audio clues and tell me what Radio 4 are talking about. Okay. The Zuga script instructions for the sound of the end of the world were a low throbbing hum which builds quickly in intensity and pitch. Wind and thunder rending, grinding crashes. All the niggling little frustrations that the BBC sound effects engineers have ever had can come out in a final devastating explosion which then dies away into silence. The production team might not have known what was going to happen, but Smudak was determined that his surreal world had to be logical, even to the point of how everyone in the galaxy spoke different languages and yet at the same time could communicate with each other. And then, of course, he had to make it funny. Okay. Okay. What is it? Douglas Adams. Yes, yes. talking about, of course. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes! Some people get a thrill from deviant crime. I would rather play a game where I guess the time. I don't want to be embroiled in matters illegal. I'd rather play a game of what's the time, Mr. Eagle. So very quickly, basically what's going to happen is Ellie is going to ask me three times over the week, what's the time, Mr. Eagle? She'll be recording the results in an audio fashion. I mean, I'm basically pressing record on the phone. And we'll see how accurate I am. We'll find out how out I am. We'll total that up. We'll take a, a total minutes out and we'll do the average as well. The, be- the So far, let's just go, Ellie, to remind the listeners for the best and the worst. Your best, you got it dead on in week three. That was my personal best. Personal best. Dead and on that, just for one go, though. Just for one go. And that led to an average of uh, 14.6 minutes out. With a total of? A total of 44 across a week. Okay, so that's what we're aiming for. Listen out there. If you're adding it up at home, we want to be 44 minutes out or less across the board. And your worst, an average of 27.33 minutes out, which was week one, and that was a total of 82 minutes across the 82. Week. So a massive chasm there. What's going to happen this week? Let's find out as we play What's the Time, Mr. Eagle? What's the time, Mr. Eagle? What's the time, Mr. Eagle? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Ellie has thrust a phone in front of my face, but that is not her voice. So we have another celebrity what's the time, (laughs) Mr. Eagle question. But my question to you, Ellie, is who is that? It's... Amore. Amore. If that's how we say your name. Apparently it is. You didn't okay, message to right. say that is how we pronounce her name. Well, that's how we pronounce her name. Whether it's meant to be pronounced or not, she said that is correct. What is the time, though? Amore is on tenterhooks here. Yeah. Because the last time we had a celebrity, what's the time, Mr. Eagle question, I got it bang on. Can I get bang on Amore, as it were? <laughs> I think you want to rephrase that, mate. <laughs> bang on with Amore. Let's find out. I'm going to say... Oh, hang on, I really want to get this. Uh, 10.47. Oh, it's 10.37. Shit, <laughs> oh, I honestly... No, I... Uh, no, I thought... No, I thought 10.37. And then I thought, no, no, best add 10. Oh. Are you laughing at how genuinely annoying Yeah, you're was. really annoyed. Yeah, because that's <laughs> the first one of this week. I would have got it bang on. Yeah. I would have 100% got it bang on. You would have done. Oh, yeah. so annoyed. <laughs> What's the time, Mr. Eagle? What's the time, Mr. Eagle? Okay, we'll do a couple of quick-fire ones, <laughs> given our extended one last time, and there's... Oh, my goodness, I need to do well here. Yeah. Oh, it is 8.35. Oh, God. What? 
It's seven thirty-eight. Oh no! Oh, what have I done? What have I done there? I don't know. Maybe I thought, I thought you called me to dinner at our oh, course. Oh no! It was seven, not eight o'clock. Oh. Oh no, it's the worst one yet. It's almost pointless doing the next time. <laughs> Actually, it's still not the worst, is it? I don't know. I we'll don't we'll know find all that at the statistics, there. but let's move to our next yeah. one. <laughs> well, what is the time, Mr. Eagle? <laughs> Eight thirty-six. No, seven. Oh god, I wasn't even joking. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Right, that was not the real. No, that was <laughs> Imagine not the real that. number three or number right. two or whatever Number three, stand by. <laughs> the picture's getting longer and longer. What's the time, Mr. Eagle? What's the time, Mr. Eagle? Okay, this time it's got to be a quick fire one because I've already edited the first two <laughs> and it's two minutes, 40 seconds before we've done the third one. Anyway, if I explain <laughs> that, it's going to call me exactly. It. it is one minute to ten. It's 9.55. Oh! What's the time, Mr. Eagle? Now, that's what I meant when I said drama. So not <laughs> only did we have another celebrity, what's the time, Mr. Eagle, coming from Amore. I don't know if you know anything about... If you don't know about I don't know if you know about Amore. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned her <laughs> on this podcast. So she's back again. The first one, I honestly thought... I've got had the time in my head, and I thought, oh, actually, that... Maybe just add ten on. Mm. I don't know why I did. I should have had gone for my intuition. It would have been fine. The second one, you called me down for dinner at seven o'clock, and Itch, I checked the yeah. time. No, I checked the time. Oh. It was seven, so I knew what the, I knew what the time was. All we, we had dinner. I knew roughly what time we watched uh, Outnumbered, didn't we? The mm-hmm. the TV comedy. Yeah. So we watched that, and so I knew that was going to be half an hour. And then you did what's the time, Mr. Eagle? So I thought I've got this in the bag. I'm al- <laughs> I thought I'm almost cheating here because I know what the time is. But then for some reason I forgot that you called me down at seven. Thought you called me down at eight. So more or less got it bang on, but for an hour out. So I was fifty-seven minutes out um, on the second one. Ten minutes out on the first one and the third one was absolutely fine I was just four minutes out on that one so between the first two even with the fact that I thought I was spot on and then added ten if I hadn't have done that Eddie I would have been three minutes out on the second one yeah I'd have been zero points out on the first one so that would have been perfect and I'd have been four so if I had just gone with my intuition and used and used my logic of my brain for the other one I'd have only been seven minutes out and instead you didn't do that had your worst ever guess at 57 minutes out, yep. which trumps the week one 47 minutes out. And so that's my personal worst. Personal worst, and you're on your second worst score in five weeks. <laughs> which is? Which is 71 across the week oh. and 23.66. So there we go. It could have been so good. I was a uh, uh, cares whisker. Is that mm. the phrase? Uh, yeah. Is it a cat's whisker? Cat's whisker, I think. Is it? What's yeah. a hare's... Something or other, isn't it? Hair's breadth. Yes. Hmm. Well, I was that out. Um, that's yeah. not so our official measurement. You didn't listen to your own judgment. I'll listen to my really gut. Oh, sorry, I'm giving away a new feature there. Listen to my gut. Uh, <laughs> that's an exciting thing as coming soon as up. We work out how to mic it up properly. That's exactly what will happen next week. Maybe next week, when you ask me what's the time, Mr. Eagle, I just said. Straight away, I just go with my intuition and we'll see if that improves it. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Let's find out as we do that next week. Maybe as an experiment, you might say, David, this surely isn't the time for experimenting, mm. you know, when you've only got another five weeks left to <laughs> this feature. But I think we've got to try these things, take a bit of a gamble, so there's something to look forward to next week. But right now, we've got to move on. We Already? Have. You've only been doing once a time, Mr. Eagle, for ten minutes. I know, I know. But I've got to move on. It's time for a story, Ellie. Oh. My goodness. Now, I feel a bit trepidatious about telling this story mm. because it's going to bring back memories and yeah. it's, it's, I feel on edge at the idea of telling this story. But uh, it's because I'm doing an online gig over the weekend. and I'm it's do- still available. Live, I think, assume so, yes. <laughs> it's a little bit worrying because the previous guest doing the concert, the same live to living room thing that I'm doing on Saturday, they had the folk singer and songwriter Corrine Polwart and she sold the gig out. 
which is massively impressive when you consider that they can get a thousand people in the room. That's the first time I think they've ever done a sold-out gig, and it's bloody sod's law that it's the one before mine, so that makes it a little bit daunting now. I'm thinking, because she's a Scottish singer-songwriter, and some people couldn't get in for hers, and I'm thinking, well, obviously, one idea is just to do some of her songs, yeah. maybe try the accent or whatever. Maybe I should start announcing that's what I'm going to do, and mm-hmm. that'll, re- that'll get the tickets going a little bit. Because yeah. at the moment, in fairness, Amore and Phil, they've bought 20 between them but you know I can't just have those two we need we need more people getting involved so if you want to look at that it's live to your living room David Eagle's the name I'm assuming you know that by now <laughs> that's happening on February the 20th on the Saturday at 8pm and then on the 22nd I'm gigging with Boothby Graffor doing mm. another online gig and that'll be that'll be very different as well so feel free to come to both because we'll be uh, swapping songs I mean I say swapping songs you know we, I'll be doing my songs and he'll be doing his we're not going like, to swap songs it'll be ridiculous although you could do his he'll be doing the, he'll be doing what's the uh, he's got a song about the Hartlepool monkey that's not some weird euphemism <laughs> Just, oh, I'll do you in, in lieu of payment David you can do me Hartlepool monkey uh, <laughs> put it that way I'll put it that way indeed anyway oh, God, I've got chill blains I'm out of action I'm afraid Boothby but he's not buying it anyway oh, we're going to swap songs he could do what's the time Mr Eagle and uh, I'll do one of his yet so um, anyway Ellie yeah. Online gigs, they're not as fun in some ways. I mean, I shouldn't say this yeah. when I'm trying to advertise it. <laughs> but there's nothing quite like having a real gig in front of an audience, a tangible audience. But the benefit of doing it online is that you don't have all of the travel and the stresses that that evokes. Because often you go, you know, you do stand up and you might only perform for like 15, 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Especially when you start out as well. You might only do a five minute spot when you start out, but you travel all over the country to do five minutes of performing. I'm not necessarily get paid for it either. Well, most of the time. <laughs> well, when, when you start out, oh, you're never yeah. getting paid. So you travel, whether it's Manchester, London, wherever it is, you're travelling, you've got your accommodation costs, you've got all of that, and you've, you spend an entire day travelling to do five minutes on stage. And then eventually, you get a bit better and they give you ten minutes and they might give you like £10, £20 expenses or something. Mm. So you're still losing money, you're just not losing as much money. So your reward for, let's say, a year of travelling around the country and spending all that money your award for doing that for a year is to continue to travel around the country perform for a little bit longer and lose slightly less money the trouble is you then get a little bit more in demand so more people want to book you so it actually just means that you do more more travel than you were doing before so you end up losing the same amount of money if not more money but you just spend more time traveling so good about online is whatever you make online is yours Mm. is yours you don't have any kind of costs or anything like that anyway the last gig that i did there's so many times when it's just the harrowing journeys. There's been times where I've told stories where I've been at a train station mm-hmm. and there's only been me there because it's a small train station. Yeah. One story that we didn't tell was the time when I was doing a gig in Wales. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Greenpeace were furious. <laughs> so I'm you... quite an experimental comedian, you know. <laughs> you it needed... was in the Atlantic Ocean. So I was doing a gig in Wales and then I had to get this specific train because I was going to Denmark. Well, I had to go to Manchester Airport after the gig so I had to catch two trains to get me to Manchester airport I had to go do a gig with the youngins in Denmark the following night so I got to the airport at like midnight one o'clock or something and the airport wasn't properly open until like six or seven before anything actually happened so I was just on this hard bench but the horrible moment for that was the fact that I thought I was going to miss the train I made the first train with absolutely loads of time because I'd done my gig but it took me from Hangochlen yep. did not say that correctly Hangochlen then need a new pop shield now <laughs> to a place called Chirk. A Chirk train station is an absolute tiny station. And I had like 40 minutes waiting at this freezing cold station to get me to the next one, to get me to Manchester. And that was the last train. That was the only train and it was the last train that would take me to Manchester Airport. If I missed that train, I don't know what I was going to do. I'd have to get a taxi. It would cost me like 200 quid or something to do it. So I needed, I'd bought my train ticket. It would be absolutely fine though. I'm not going to miss the train because I've got 40 minutes to wait there. The trouble is, there was nobody else at this station. I think I there knew were what, two platforms. There were only two platforms, There were only two platforms, yeah. Work out which one you should be on. Train line so, had no idea. The train 
mind, I had no idea what platform I was meant to be on. I didn't know what platform I was currently on or what platform I needed to be on. And there was nobody at the train station. Like, there was nobody no. around. So the thing is, I've got 40 minutes to find my platform, which is absolutely loads of time. The trouble is the platforms were quite far apart, I think. You had to, like, cross a bridge and yeah. that kind of thing. So if, if I was at the wrong platform, I could have heard the other train coming, but then I'd have to run over to the correct platform, but I didn't know which was, which which, was the so... correct platform or even necessarily how to get to the correct platform. So wow. part of me was like, do I stand in the middle of the two platforms and just hope? But then how do you know which platform it's coming on? If you're stood in the middle of two platforms, you don't necessarily know which platform the train's on, do you? Yeah. So I could guess and I go, oh, I think it's coming from this direction, run to the wrong platform, realise, try and run back, but it's too late. And because there's nobody else at this station, the train's not going to wait. It's just going to go through. And yeah. if there's nobody there, that's another thing. It might not even stop. If nobody wanted to get off at Chirk, it might not even stop. So if I realise I'm on the wrong platform, by the time I've ran back, that train's going to be gone. So the stress is mounting. So I waited for about 10 or 15 minutes, but there was nobody. And I'm ringing Ellie, and she's trying to work out what platform I'm on, but she, we were... Like, we were so doing I was, a video call. A video call. I've just realised, maybe I need to save my other story. For another time. For another time, because I might as well just tell this story yeah. now. <laughs> I was thinking that. Well, this that. was meant to be an example yeah. of a harrowing journey, but yeah. I'm actually not giving you an example. I'm giving you a full story. So we'll do this story now, and we'll do the story that I was planning on telling you. You wouldn't even know that this wasn't no. the story I was planning on telling you. But there's another so, one to come. So you're going to get this this kind of thing another time. You get this more of this. We did a video call to yeah. I did a video call to you, and you're telling me like which way to put the camera, and I'm saying this is not the, the time, Ellie, to be doing this this these kind of sex calls. I'm you know I need to find out what platform I'm on. So you're telling me where to put the camera and trying to look around for a sign, and we could not find a sign to say what platform it was on. Because you think, like, it's dark, we're in a remote station, we're looking for the signs, we can't find it anywhere, and all that Ellie can do is just say, try going left, try going yeah. right, but she doesn't know where the sign's going to be, and it's a long platform, I've no idea. So then Ellie finally finds this assistance call button, says, press Let's this for help. Yeah. So I press it, and it just rings, and it rings, and nothing happens. So we're trying that for five minutes, that's another five minutes gone. Meanwhile, so I'm... now, there's only about, let's say, 12 minutes before this train is going to get there, and I'm thinking, what do I do? Do I stay on the line? Do we try looking for the platform? Again, still nowhere on the internet saying which platform it's meant to go I think on. I even hung up on you so that I could ring rail assistants and try and work yeah. it out and they were like no we don't know sorry like, we well, don't know what platform really... it should say on the illuminated like, sign above yeah. the platform like, well, but we couldn't find the illuminated sign we don't know if it was working if it was out of action or maybe so, I just couldn't locate it because yeah. I'm a blind man trying to work a camera <laughs> and Ellie's just going try going left try and going right and I can't right. focus your camera exactly. remotely so it's really hard to see anything so I think you started walking and eventually you, did you walk into the car park or something so now i'm in the car park so yeah. now i know i'm nowhere near either platform now so i know that i'm further away at one point i was on potentially on the platform where the train was going to go and now we've got less than 10 minutes before this train arrives and now i'm in the car park desperately searching for anybody but as i say the station there's nowhere there and i'm just shouting is there anybody there i've got the you on the phone i'm yeah. like looking around you going no it seems to be an empty car park i'd also been on twitter as well i was asking people does anybody know about this for like 20 minutes and I mean, Loads That's of people. quite a. You were, you'd tagged in the train companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just a and general question. Yeah, like, but it was also this, a general... her, her quizzes are getting <laughs> a little bit weird. Yeah. But also, I just sort of asked in general, and people were like, oh, I've looked it up. It's like platform 15. It's like, it can't, it can't be, be 15, 15 because there's only two. It's a yeah. tiny place. And it must be that that's where it goes into or something at Manchester. But No one's in the car park. So I go back and I'm thinking, my only option now is to either stand at the platform or stand in the middle and just be prepared to run. But I'm a blind man running through a station, not knowing where the heck I'm going to go. This and stairs. And then fortunately, a man approaches the platform and I'm able to ask mm -hmm. and all is well. And that, But that was with about... That was really cutting it. Yeah, fortunately I got there. But then I had to find my own way through Manchester Airport from there and just wander into like the waiting area of this shut down airport when there's nobody there but just a couple of cleaning staff mm. and just wait for six hours for this. So that was another situation where my flight was going to be at like 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. Even though I was there at half 12, 1 o'clock, I couldn't do any about anything about it for six hours. So all I wanted to do was be in the right place, know that everything was fine, but I had to wait for another six hours. And there was no for you to get any food or anything. Oh, it was horrible. So that's, and all that to do, it was a really good gig. A really good gig, fortunately, Lango, because that's the worst thing. If you've done a really good gig, that can kind of keep you going and you've got the adrenaline and stuff for a really good gig. So I didn't really mind it because I thought, I think uh, comedy god status, I think, is well and truly. <laughs> 
and then saying, hey, uh, that can keep you going for a, even through a six-hour wait in an airport. But if it's been a bad gig, and oh, even, yeah. even me... <laughs> I know, I know, even me has my moments where the gig doesn't go quite well. The audience, for some reason, just haven't got it. And I'm, you know, I'm saying, look, I've got an anecdote about potatoes here. I'm trying to, I'm telling you about my chill planes. I'm, I'm <laughs> pulling out all the good stuff, Amore. You'll know, you'll know what I mean. Uh, the stuff that you know and love. I'm like, look, what, what's the parrot singing? Come on. And people just aren't going for it for whatever reason. But that wasn't even the story that I was planning no. on telling you. But I think we're going to have to do that next week. So there you go. The story we've got for you next week is an even more more harrowing journey it oh, involves me stressful. standing on a train platform again and wondering what the heck I'm doing with my life yeah. and whether I'm going to get home whether I'm going to have to sleep on the streets there's all sorts of stuff and mm. also it had not been a good gig as well it mm. had been absolutely terrible I was wondering whether to just give the whole thing up and then on top of it all I wanted to do was get home and on top of it what happened happened, but we'll get to that yeah. next week, my friends. News! It's Potato News, which starts this week with a little report from Ellie Skinner. Okay, so I'm now here reporting for Potato News. It might be a bit muffled because I've got my mask on because I'm in Wilco's. And we're here to get some seed potatoes. There's Cara seeds, there's Sharps Express, there's Pentland, Javelin potato, Rocket potato, Charlotte potato, Aaron Pilot potato, Maris Pia. We don't know what we want. I'm just going to pick one at random. Ooh, what to get? And that's where it ends, Ellie. Yeah. You left us here on a cliffhanger. You know how to, to do this. You could have just told them what you're going to get, but you yeah. knew. Keep them wanting more. People ahead of me may be thinking, well, do we really want this? To listen to this feature. Maybe I'll skip. And then they go, I'm sucked in. I'm sucked mm. in. What has she chosen? There was a big list there. Ellie, what did you choose? I went for... Rocket potatoes. Rocket potatoes. It's time now to head down into the kitchen to start the process of growing our potatoes. Rocket potatoes, which are from Scotland. Firstly, we have to get them to sprout. So these ones haven't actually sprouted. So it says use egg boxes. So I'm just going in our recycling bin to get some old egg boxes out and we will prop some potatoes out. We need to put them so the sprouty bits facing up so if you have a little feel where and the sprouty can. end will be. But we'll deal with that later and we'll move on to the potatoes for now. <laughs> Normal sprouting time for potatoes planted in the soil takes 14 to 28 days. So there we go that's job one. Hopefully by next week by next week they will have sprouted and we can then transfer them to the bag but fear not whatever happens whether they sprout whether they don't sprout we will keep you abreast of all the information exclusively to the David Eagle podcast courtesy of news there we are. <laughs> right, that's that dealt with. We go back into the kitchen very shortly for herbal tea of the week. But first, Ellie, mm. uh, we obviously have some jingles for herbal tea of the week. We have the main herbal tea of the week jingle, which we'll yep. play very shortly before we head into the kitchen. The nice cup of tea from Benny Hale, of course. Mm. We have also played this little uh, poem from Graham Miles, the folk singer-songwriter. The teas. The black teas. <laughs> The cord teas. He's talking about the river, but we've very cleverly attributed that to teas, yes. as in teas, herbal teas. Then I remembered, though, Ellie, this other song. It's based on a Rodyard Kipling poem, sung by the folk singer Peter Bellamy. Oh. And I thought this could act as a good jingle as well. Excellent herbs had our fathers of old, excellent herbs to ease their pain. Alexander's and Marigold, Eyebright Oris and Ella Campaign. It's a very catchy jingle. Valerian rue, almost singing themselves, they run. Vervain Dittany, call me to you. Cowslip, Melilot, Rose of the Sun. Anything green that grow out of the mould. Very catchy jingle, I'm sure you'll agree, Ellie. Fathers of old. 
Unfortunately, Peter Bellamy is no longer with us. He's not alive anymore. Because I know some people are thinking, my goodness, some commercial radio station managers might have been thinking, we need to get him to do our jingles. <laughs> we'll have to do a tea that's got more herbs in soon. Well, it's so called it's, Herbal Tea of the uh, Week. It, our teas generally aren't replete with herbs, but we just call it Herbal Tea. It's kind of an expedient title, I suppose, yeah. really. Um, so, yeah, so we know we could truncate that, so we've just got this as a little jingle, maybe. Excellent herbs. There you go. So, <laughs> we can use that. But will there be excellent herbs in the tea that Ellie Skinner has got for me this mm. week in Herbal Tea of the Week? Well, let's find out as we head down to the kitchen for this week's Herbal Tea of the Week. Some folks like plain tea, others like tea herbally. But this is the feature that reviews Herbal Tea Verbally. We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink, and then we will tell. You what we think Tea is the subject On which we will speak In our exciting feature Herbal Tea of the Week You join us listeners In the kitchen mm. Ellie has brewed another Surprise herbal tea What's the tea this week? From a company that I've just come across Called Hoogly And today we are trying their Danish pastry Red bush tea. This sounds very interesting. Danish pastry and red bush. <laughs> that reminds me of an anecdote that I can't tell on this particular podcast. But if we ever do a Patreon thing, I'll be sure to tell you there on the X-rated podcast. Well, the trouble is, I can never pronounce this properly. It's Ruibos. 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 I'm not entirely sure we're, how we're to pronounce that either. Brewing. It's got five minutes brew time, so we've got another minute or so left. So okay. for the description. Oh yes. Yeah. So for those people who are new to this podcast. We rate each tea on description, smell and taste. And each one is out of ten. We then add them up to give you our tea total. We then compare it with the scores from the previous teas. Okay, so let's have the description. This yummy treat is... Oh, already not liking it. (laughs) Already, I do not like yummy. I do not like that as a word. Words like yummy, scrumptious, moist, smothered. I do not like them in my food. But continue. Oh. So it's already lost okay. some points. Well, okay. This yummy treat is filled with an equally enticing blend of Roy Boss sprinkled with cocoa and cinnamon to provide an experience of utter contentment. And it contains Roy Boss cinnamon cocoa nibs, cocoa shells, and then some natural flavouring. And it's a with or without milk situation. So again, so we'll we will... Taste. Yeah. So we've been through three different chais, and now we're going to do, I think, three in a row that are based on snacks. Oh, right. there's loads of different types of There's a base. structure to this. It's about time there's a structure to one element of the podcast. Are you ready for the pour? So she's pouring now. Meanwhile, on description, I don't know, yummy treats, I don't know, a lot of hyperbole as well, utter contentment. I don't know, there's just something that put me off, and I think if it hadn't said yummy treat, then I'd have gone for that, but I'm going to go for a six for description. Yeah, I'd go with a six. I mean, we've got a nice bit of alliteration with the equally enticing. No, it doesn't count because it's assonant. I think it's vowel sounds. Is that assonance? It's a long time since I was a teacher. What is assonance? Assonance is a resemblance in the sounds of words, syllables either between their vowels or between their consonants. What is alliteration? Because I think alliteration is consonants. In literature, alliteration is the conspicuous repetition of identical initial consonant sounds in... Yes, stop. Yeah. Well, there we go. So I wouldn't class that as alliteration. So anyway, we're going for a six. That's a 12 for description in total. Which which I think is the lowest. No, no, it's uh, joint with Chiang Mai Chai. Okay, so there's still all to play for here. And where is Chiang Mai Chai on our leaderboard? Uh, Well, it is at the bottom. Okay, (laughs) right. So it's going to have to do well to come back from that. Is it even possible? Can it come back? I don't know. Let's not look. Let's just see what happens as we move on to smell. Smell. Oh, Oh, my goodness. It's going to get high on the smell. Mm. Oh, my goodness. It's a 9 or a 10. It's lovely and sweet. Mm. Well, the cinnamon's got a good depth to it, hasn't it? I know it's got cocoa in it, but it doesn't smell like overly chocolatey or anything. It does does just... It smells like a cinnamon roll. Yeah, it's lovely. you know how much I love a cinnamon roll. I'm going to go for a 9. 
I'm going to go for a nine. Okay, yeah. so it's excelled itself yeah. with... That is the highest in the smell. That's state. the highest, so it gets the, the joint lowest for description, but yeah. highest for smell. And that's the thing with this game. It's game. <laughs> David, don't call it a game. It's not a game. It's, it's, it's journalism. This great journalistic feature, mm. uh, no pun this time on feature, yeah, um, <laughs> is the fact that you don't know. You think, oh, it's going to be low, and then it suddenly goes high. There's peaks, there's troughs, but it could all go down again when we try taste. This is without the oat milk. Hmm. I really like it. Mm. Maybe slightly borders on fruit teas, and I'm not such a fan of fruit teas, so you probably won't really have many fruit teas, but there is that lovely, like, apple-y mm. taste that you get, you know, when you have those apple Danish pastries, basically. Yeah. It does evoke Danish pastry, and there's a mm. lovely feeling still in the mouth that lingers, a lovely yeah. sweetness, and oh, I can only imagine that by adding oat milk, that en en enhances all of that, and I'm well. really looking forward to this, because I think it's going to get a high score on taste, I think. We are there and ready. Okay. Oh my goodness. Because without the milk, it has got a slightly, it's really hard to describe, but like a thin texture to it. Mmm. But um, now it's been thickened up now, with the oat milk. Yeah, it's got more of a depth of flavour with this. It's really nice. I haven't done an action shot of you drinking it. And if people want to see yeah. me drinking a cup of tea, where can they go, Ellie? They can go to at the David Eagle on Instagram. I'm sure many people will want to see that. Because <laughs> we post a uh, we post a, an oh, Instagram we... post of saying the podcast is up, and then we do a separate one for Herbal Tea of the Week. And uh, maybe even a special extra one for the chillblains. I don't know. On my that we're on my feet. <laughs> I don't know that we I'm need sure to show many people want to see that. Certain teas have a thing in the back of the throat that kind of itches your throat slightly. I wonder if this is the cinnamon, though, because that's what we keep finding. Maybe. A lot of these have had cinnamon in them. And it's got that, so that maybe detracts slightly, however, only a little bit, but I think I'm going to have to go for a seven for taste. Mm -hmm. Ellie? I think I'm going to go eight, but that gives it 15 for taste, which okay. means on taste alone, it draws with... Aztec chai from Birdhouse Teas. Which is which in the lead, is it? Week's. Yeah, that's in My the lead. goodness. So it has so. drawn for taste. So I was thinking I was giving it a, not the highest score there, but it actually is the joint highest score. So Hoogly Danish Pastry Tea, a company that we only found out about in the last week. Give me the tea total. Tea total, 45. Which means? Which means it is in third position. Oh! Third position, maybe just because of the description. But we like a bit of flowery language, but not too flowery. Don't we like flowery? I, don't, I, don't, I like poetry. Po yeah. I like poetry. I don't like words like yummy. Yeah. Thank you very much. And yummy and scrumptious. I do not want those words in my tea. This is the first of a new set of three, three snack-based ones. So how will it fare against the two? That exactly. So there's up? still things to play for. They haven't won the overall championship. Maybe the, the teacup. Maybe that's what we call it, the teacup. <laughs> there's still all to play for because they might be top dog when it comes to the snack-based teas. Yeah. Two more to go of those in yeah. the forthcoming weeks. But I think we can officially claim that it is. Thank you very much again, Binny. I've got that song in my head still, though, Ellie. The, yeah. uh, I've only heard the once. Yeah, I've got it in my head. The um, Somehow I can't believe anything can happen. The She's So High song. Oh, right, yes. Well, it's obviously not in your head. <laughs> you... But somehow I can't believe... I went for a little walk earlier. Because we you see, we had a bit of a break in between the two bits. Mm. And I've been going around just sort of singing that under my breath. I mean, it could be worse, of course. I could have been, like, walking by the river and singing ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding instead. <laughs> but maybe if I had have done that, if I was going around going ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding so I'm like, oh, you're singing uh, whatever that song is. Obviously, I'm hoping they would say the name of the song, not... I mean, like, you're not bloody used to me. You singing whatever that song is. Thanks a lot for your input, mate. We're going to have to try and track that down. Mm. I mean, I can't help feeling that our listenership might not be big enough to track down a, a reggae song from 1999. <laughs> You've been listening to the David Eagle podcast with me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. And it was uh, pubescent, porny owl, uh, I think, this episode. <laughs> Just a reminder that you can have more of me. Actually, I'll wait till Ellie's left the room before I tell you about that more. Uh, but, yeah, you can have more of me if you come and see me at Live to Your Living Room on Saturday, February the 20th. And you can see me performing with Boothby Graffo mm -hmm. on Monday, February the 22nd. Both of those gigs start at 8pm. They are so 
searchable on the internet and they're also available at davideagle.co.uk click on my gigs page alright then I think that's everything Ali yeah I think so can't think of anything else no so goodbye bye (laughs) (laughs) Ali has a big box Ellie has a big box, big box, big box. Ellie has a big box. Ellie has a big box, big box, big box. Ellie has a big box. Ellie has a big box, big box, big box. Ellie has a big box. Ellie has a big box. Hey, hey! Will you please stop, stop?